welcome to episode 88 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, The Spoiler Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on our midnight meat train is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior, Strand. Oh, woo! That was my werewolf. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My Um, werewolf Each fortnight, Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch, and then we go through it scene by scene and spoil the fuck out of it and pull it apart and show how shit it is most of the time. (laughs) It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wangs, and compound fractures. Together, me and Jen are two people who love horror. We love it so much that you can't even understand it. Like, it, it bleeds out of our pores and... Semen comes out of our pores, which is horror coloured. And then um, I've lost where I'm up to. Oh, you feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster slash movie land membership cards. Exactly. Um, but we also have a rating system at the end of it. So you're like, did they like it? Was it shit? You know, so you're not left with your severed dick in your hand, splinting everywhere. What is our... It's true. It's true. We do spend a lot of time ragging on something only to find out that we loved it or actually hated it. You never can tell with us. But we have the A um, is awesome. Everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie. F is fun and dumb. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. O, an overrated motherfucker. G, good for its time but is not held up. We've got the J, Jen special, a D-grade movie only I would like. We've got a D, Dan special, a movie with lots of practical effects, dismemberments and dicks. We've got the W, whatever. We've got the Kesha, low budget hot mess, C minus, craft is stellar but I hate the content. And of course, the McConaughey, which is the fucking fucked. We watched it. You don't have to. And this week... Uh, my choice was this my choice it was it was, it was your choice yeah yeah, yeah. Um, The Howling mm. <laughs> from 1981 I chose this purely on the fact that it was one of those movies that you know I would go to the video shop as a kid I would see the cover I would yep. pick it up I'd look at the back and stuff like that and I never watched it but it was always there and I, as I and and, on, and and of course I get it always confused with uh, in, with the movie In Company of Wolves with the yep. lady with the the, sna- the, the elongated the snout. snout. The snout coming out of her mouth. Yeah. Um, so that was my choice. I had no idea. I hadn't seen it. Yeah. I thought I had seen it. And then I was watching it. I'm like, I, just don't, I fucking haven't seen any. I don't know what this in is. Company of Wolves. I probably have. Or American. Or it's something. Mm. And um, what are its vital statistics? All right. Jen, so it's Ipper. directed by Joe Dante, who also did Gremlins, which we love. We love Gremlins. Gremlins was like 85, 6, was it? Yeah. So it was like it's 85 way- or 87. I can't remember. Yeah, way before Gremlins. Yeah. Uh, screenplay by John Say- Sales, which uh, he also just did. Uh, he, he wrote the screenplay for Alligator, which was a spoiler movie last time. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so that's already Peyton knew a word picture. Um, and also Terrence H. Winkless. It stars D. Yeah, Wallace. That, he has no eyelids, that he guy. He has none. Uh, it stars D. Wallace, who is in her own right a scream queen. Uh, we've got Dennis Dignan or Diggin and Dick Miller. I had to put Dick Miller in there because I love Dick Miller. Um, budget was $1.5 and the box office was 17.9. So this is a big old success. Yeah, right. A big old success. That, that actually is a shock to me. <laughs> why dan why is that a shock to you yeah uh, we'll get into that what's its tagline and sinopo right. video shop sinopo 
Imagine your worst fear of reality. Okay. After a bizarre near-fatal encounter with a serial killer, a newswoman is sent to a rehabilitation centre whose inhabitants may not be what they seem. Bom, bom, bom. Okay, so this film, it starts. It it does. Like every other film, it starts. It starts with its highest best point is the credits. (laughs) It, It has like, imagine it has like, black black screen and it has these nice big red credits that come up they look cool it has you know fitting kind of horror music and in the background it has like static or video blur like vhs kind of stuff ups and stuff but it's it's really um it's just got a tint on it like it's been desaturated down to just one core blue so you got this red credits over this hot neon blue static which is flickering on and off, and it, and and oh no, it didn't have music. It had like just clippets of um, yeah, like sound bites and yeah. shit like that, and it just looked hot. And it was like crisp, and I was like, "That's good. We're in for a fucking. This is going to be great if it maintains this like level of awesomeness." <laughs> and it didn't, <laughs> not one bit. <laughs> uh, so we basically start out. We are uh, watching a doctor. Oh, for, well, first, oh, wait. Oh, I forgot. No, no, no wait. go. That then the howling title comes up. Yes, and it's like ah woo <laughs> the howling. Yeah, and then but they've done that thing where they've printed it onto a bit of glass and they smash it from the uh, the backside. Yes, like which... the glass, and then and then it goes into the next. And I was like, yeah, man. But I like that. That was very sort of Friday the Thirteenth esque. Yeah, they all did the that thing in... where they burn yes. the garbage bag. Oh yeah, no, I like that because you got that nice little pra- title practical sequence. title effects. I'm I always love a, it. I'm always a fan. Yeah. It just, it makes me happy. So we're already up there. We're like, oh, man, this is going to be sick. Have I not watched this? Have (laughs) I not watched the first two minutes of this film? (laughs) How have I never seen this title sequence before? Uh, Well, it starts off in a TV station. There is a a doctor being um, interviewed and he's talking about repression, denying the beast within, blah, 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 blah. Um, But in between all this happening and this guy being interviewed on TV, there is a woman who is sort of walking uh, down a red light in the red light district. She's walking down an alley. She gets stopped by some jerk. He kind of recognizes her. He's like, hey, you're that lady on TV, ain't you? And that's and that's kind of also like juxtaposed to this shot of like some TV station dudes. Yeah. Uh, you know, working on something and we've got some detectives there. And then you quickly realize that she has a wiretap on Yep. And she's out investigating journalism. She's, she's journalisting like there's no tomorrow. So she's out on the hard streets of the red light district. Yeah. And we have and this is where we first uh, we're introduced to her. Her name is Karen. Yes. Of course it is. Karen played by Dee Wallace. Um so she ducks into a phone booth. Um the phone rings, she answers it, and of course, as she's talking on the phone, the frequency that is um, the people, the detectives and other journalists that are listening to her in this, their safe place, it's all crackling. They're not getting what's and, being said. And their set. excuse was, I think the neon is interfering <laughs> yeah. with it. Like, How the fuck does neon inter- interfere with? And why aren't you in a van? Yeah, why I know. Why are you closer? I would be in a van. Or just closer. I want to be in a van. They're I want like to stake out their TV van. station. They're relying on which like, is probably like a couple of miles down the road. It'd be fine if they had like you know the the aerials that they had in like uh uh what's his name the, what's that one uh the, they live whatever yeah 
you know, they just that that one TV antenna that could just do the yeah, whole just entire does world. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is all happening. And, and then, but she's getting a call from this person who's like a creep. Yeah. And like we're, we're obviously like I, I, we're supposed to assume this is like who they're yes. after or something. And I just called him the creep. Yeah. Like because I was like they didn't really. There was a lot of um. Like you had to assume what was going on in this movie, which is fine a lot of the time. But there was also a lot of things in this film that you d- I didn't realise writing my notes, which was relevant mm. to the story, but like seemed irrelevant at the time. And I don't know if that's good or bad. It makes it hard to write notes, that's for sure. Oh, it does. Cause like, well, as... And then I'm like, because oh, you mentioned the guy, the TV interview. I didn't even write that. Yeah. I was just like, it is dope. Yeah, I just write opens to t- some guy on telly. Yeah. And I didn't realise later he's going to become a major character and I'm like, oh, I should have made listen. Well, there's all these very little things and at, the, at that time I'm like, yeah, that's not relevant. And then later on I'm like, oh, fuck. Anyhow, okay. Back to Karen. It's She's fine. in the phone booth. She's talking to this dude. The monitor team, they've lost they've signal. They've lost her. They can't hear her at all. She doesn't know that. She still thinks she has the safety of Moustache Man. Mm-hmm. So we introduced a Moustache Man who is, uh, who, what was his name? I think his name was Bill. Was it? Yeah, the moustache guy was Bill because it's her husband. Yeah, it's, it's her husband who also works is a co- like he's her producer or something. He's like not that. even that. Yeah, we do. Like it's revealed like partway through the film that he owns like a sporting like like a gym. I thought he was lying. <laughs> I thought he oh, was like undercover. Maybe exactly. We don't know. We don't he has know. a moustache. That's all. I didn't you call him something? I did. I called him the poor man's Tom Atkins. Which is which is true. Like he like. I was getting hard Atkins vibes from mm-hmm. him. Just mm-hmm. imagine him. Just imagine Tom Atkins with a Beatles haircut. Yep. Like that kind of guy. That rules. So this is an 80s film, but it screams the 70s. Yeah, it does. Well, like, it's 1981, so I don't think the 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 decades have sort of crossed over and said goodbye to they each still other. Still had one year anything. to get get rid of that fucking you know carps look. <laughs> But anyhow, so this is all happening. We're getting nowhere. So this is all happening in between. And then we also get this, like, I one of my notes was, like, I really like this scene where there's a guy um, in the bathroom. So before the poor man Tom Atkins walks in, there's a guy in the bathroom and he's like, KDHB News Team began working with police. And he's, like, doing his best, like, news presentation. So him oh, in the bathroom giving the backstory, practicing, practicing. He's giving us the backstory of there is this serial killer on the loose. He's only talking to Karen um, on the news. He trusts her. So she's out investigating this. And this news station is getting the best. But he's got that very, like, KBDH News yeah. 101. Tonight on KBD News. But then... Bill walks in and he's like, oh, hey, Bill, what's going on? <laughs> like, yes, that's exactly what I, that was just something that I liked. Anyhow, the man on the phone, the creep, directs Karen to go to this certain joint. Like, yep. you know, I'll meet you at this place. And she walks down the street and she walks and the place he has organised to meet her is a sex shop, a red light district yeah. sleaze box. I was in a pornography store. Yeah. I was buying pornography. Exactly. Um, and then she, I like this. As soon as Karen walks into the porn stop, there's a porn shop. There's all these dudes in there, and they're all like, "Oh fuck, shit!" Yeah. A wifely looking lady busting me, and she basically clears the whole fucking store. Yeah, they out. all kind of just sort of like <laughs> put they're their porn down and they're all leave. Businessmen, they're not like Gracie. No, they're all like, no, they're all like. She probably works with them all. So it's fine. Karen cruises down the aisles and straight into a wank booth. Yeah, and I'm like, how does she know to go in the wank booth? 
Okay, so she knows because there is a sticker. So there is a sticker, a little smiley face sticker that was on the phone booth. Yeah. This becomes relevant because I, I skipped this in all of my notes. There was a little Yeah, the, like the, smiley the, the face. acid sticker. Yeah, and then it was on the door of the pornography booth. So this sticker is uh, like... She's like, oh... She's, oh, she's I, following the trail of stickers. What, what the hell is this, buddy? Orienteering? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyhow, she goes into the wank booth. Um, and then we see she sits down. And then we see from emerging from the shadows behind her, the dude is behind her. But she just kind of sits there. And he, he talks her up for a while. He's like, oh, and it can only be you, Karen. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's always been you, Karen. And I, she still thinks that she's in the safety of, like, you know, the net of like people hearing her, but she doesn't know that she's but no, alive. no one can hear her. And are, are we are we led to assume that the guy has done it in this spot because he knows that she would be wired, and it it is like because it just seems very maybe I don't know because like he puts a quarter in the machine and like a video comes up, so we get this like he's trying to have this conversation with her while this fucking porn well yeah he is puts playing. the porno on and like we see an actual porno yeah. Like, we see full frontal nudity in it. And it's like a rape scene, you know, yeah. one of those old school 1970s, you know, they always had to have rape ones. Um, yeah, and that and that and clearly making her uncomfortable. We also see a moustache man because, you know, they've lost contact. He's like, he's ropeable. He's yeah. Like, I can't handle this. And, he like, you know, he calls up, you know, because he calls up the cops and the cops are like, oh, look for it. I, I mean, you know, we've just got a call from a dude on a sports store. We better do everything he says. <laughs> So the cops, and then we we cut to you know some cops on the on the street. They come into the porn store. They're looking for fucking like you know where's this fucking lady? And they're like, yeah. "Is a lady coming here?" And he's like, "Actually, a lady did come in here. <laughs> she cleared out my whole store. He actually, I've lost that. my business." And then we see uh, we cut back to Karen and the guy in uh, the, the the creep in the thing, and we he's like, "Don't turn around or whatever." You know, we can see his shadow, and it's clearly a fucking werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There is no like you know like he's he's turned into a he could have been a fairy he could have just been wearing the ears and the something yeah he sta- and he starts attacking her and I don't understand why he attacks her and why she just didn't die Does- because like if he's a werewolf these werewolves just kill everyone instantly later on like she somehow fends him off yeah and the you know the cops hear him. The, the, the tussle in the back. The rookie cop runs down and just opens fire in onto the wanking booth. Yeah. Like, what? But she was in there. <laughs> they didn't even know anything. He no. just fucking just lays a whole clip yeah. into this wank booth. Straight and into the wank booth. Blood just comes. Semen comes out everywhere. <laughs> like years of semen loaded up. Oh, onto God. The... That would be just. Anyhow, wouldn't um, shine a black light in there. But she's like, luckily she had fallen over and the werewolf man, or the man hadn't. Yeah. The creep. So he takes all of the bullets. He's apparently dead. She's been rescued. And. And then cut, yeah. cut to a couple of days later. <laughs> like. Um, she's having, uh, she sort of wakes up on the couch from a couple of nightmares. Um, she's having flashbacks about Eddie. We've is that Eddie? Es- established is that, that Eddie is the creep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so she starts freaking the fuck out. And of course, Bill comes along and wakes her up. Moustache man. He's like, my Poor moustache is here. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> and like they're all the, there's a lot of dream sequences in this. So it, when we mention dream sequence, it is just like it's literally flashes the same thing. back to just shots that have been in the film. Yeah. I think. Because there is a shot I saw that you posted up of Karen as a werewolf, and that doesn't happen in it. Yes, it does. Does it? It happens at the end. Oh, is that the shot? Yeah. I thought it was an earlier shot. Oh, no, it's at the Shh. end. 
Stop spoiling it. Oh, I'm so sorry. On the spoiler cast, I've spoiled this film. Um, so, <laughs> so then we cut to who the fuck knows these characters are. You don't actually know who they are till way down the track. I still didn't get their names. Oh no, you don't need to. I no. just called them there. The young. Uh, at first, I wrote that they were like. That I thought these two characters worked for the TV company. No, I thought they were young detectives, 21 yes. Jump Street style. They are not. But then they mentioned, because they were like, we got to get here before the police. Anyhow, what it is, two young TV, up-and-coming TV journalists who work for the same company that Karen works for um, are out and they're investigating what's happening. Yep. Somehow, the, they have the address and apartment of the creep's house before the cops, they've gotten there a couple of days later. The cops haven't thought to look in this guy's apartment. Hey, look, journalists have their ways. And they're in the creeps' apartment. Yeah. They've broke. They're kind of bright. They've 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 journalistically got their way in. They're and they're young and they're a couple. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. And I, all they are is lady journalists and man journalists. Because like, yeah, <laughs> that's, they, that's they are really... so irrelevant. But they're in it so much. They really well. They are. They play it. They play quite a part. Um, so they're looking around the apartment and they find, you know, it's like newspaper clippings all over the wall. It's like exactly what you... It's it's almost like the red strings attached yep. to everything. There's drawings all over the place, bones, totems, all this stuff. Um, Skulls of animals. Yep. So they're, they're going through and they find like um, some drawings of scenery and they find a drawing of Karen. But they also find drawings of all over the walls are of werewolves, people. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Um, just, and they're really good drawings. They're all they charcoal are. drawings. and like So there's like lots of drawings. The yeah. whole, this guy's vibe is drawings. Yeah. So he's done, you know, like character sketches of all the, They're probably just character sketches of the film. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. And, they, and then one of the ones that they do, like you said, they fix on is a nice ocean vista. Mm. Um, it's very a, nice An oceanside vista, like a bay. Yeah. Very scenic. And she's like, look at this. I'm like, why would you even give a fuck about that? <laughs> that has no relevance. Yeah. Or does it? Um, so they t- they take off, uh, they take these images and they take them to the TV psychologist who was being interviewed at the very beginning of the film. Yes. So he is like this, it's really funny because like while he's being interviewed, they're kind of behind the scenes making fun of him for being like a crackpot. Um, but then they go to him and they're showing him these drawings and they're talking about the creep saying like, this is what we found in his apartment. Um, and of course, like during this time as well, Karen is starting to prepare herself to go back on TV. She's had a few days off work. She's She's feeling a bit funny. Um, but she's going to go on TV. She's going to give them the whole story. She's going to give the scoop and viewers and money. They're like, are you ready for this Karen? She's like, yeah, I'm ready. Anyhow, you know, three, two, one, go. Karen fucking freezes. (laughs) She chokes like yep. the unprofessional idiot she is. Fucking Karen. So she chokes. They all get fucking pissed off at her. Anyhow, cut to she goes to a psychiatrist, which happens to be the same fucking the same guy. Fucking okay, doctor. there's only one doctor. They call him Doc. Yeah. The, uh, there's only one doctor in this town. And uh, he is very much, he's got um, Sam Loomis vibes from Halloween. Yeah. He's just got that voice as well, that British voice. Um, she starts explaining to him, like, sh- she doesn't remember too much about the night. Yeah, like, she she's, she's got convenient amnesia. amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> just, I went into the booth and then nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, what? No. no. Not, not enough happened to you for your mind to break. No. No. You know what I mean? It takes, like, it takes a lot for a mind to break. Yeah. Like, but she just bas- got pushed to the ground. Yeah. And then she heard some loud bangs. That's it. But he basically suggests that, you know, she's very overstressed and she needs 
some time off and he recommends a week or two at his colony. There so, are seminars and group therapies. Yeah, come to my co- – you and Moustache Man – Come to my colony retreat in the woods. And I'm like, seems pretty weird and fishy. And also that he was like so emphasizing so much in his TV interview at the start about like, you know, the the bridging between man and beast. Free the beast. Free the beast. And all this shit. And I'm like, so number one, you guys didn't trust him. No. The thing is a crackpot, but you go to his retreat. But he's now this like super well-trusted doctor that they're paying all attention to. And they go, they drive out to the country. They hit the retreat. It's fucking in buttfuck Idaho nowhere. It's, there's all people there, like heaps of people. Yeah. There's like a a hoedown Hoedown. That's what I wrote. It's a hoedown on the beach. It's gone all midsummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yes, it it really does. And we meet this cast of characters on the beach. So we're just sort of briefly introduced to different people. And there's like They're barn dancing. They're playing. Things. There's it, a pig on a spit. There is a pig. And actually, was it a pig? I think it was like a half cow. I don't know. There, there was like a, a some, quarter cow. Some form of meat on a spit. Because it didn't have a head or legs. So and I they thought op- it must have been a big. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And they did have cows in it later. There's a lot of they cows. They do talk in. about cows. Yes, it's probably I a mean, cow. it is important that we work out what kind of meat was in this one second shot. Well, it is important because they offer meat to Mustache Man who mm. says, no, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat. And I'm like. So, so he's not into in the seventies. Fucking taboo. Yeah, right. He might have been fucking animals. Well, like they <laughs> probably would have been like gay. Yeah, yeah. Vegetarian gay. Yeah, they would have been. Oh, no, but they would have been like, ooh. Yeah, he swings all both ways. Yeah. He, 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 he's gay. Hey, this guy doesn't eat meat, and they're all like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put your keys in this bowl, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> But there's only my keys in this bowl. Yeah, there is. <laughs> you know it. We all have sex with you. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, <laughs> so, we're also introduced to uh, a character Se- called Marsha. Which I called Sexy Hippie Witch. I kind of called her Red Sonia. Red Sonia. <laughs> I don't know why. She's got, yeah, she's got, even though she had black hair, she, yeah. she's like a poor man's Elvira. <laughs> very, very, She's like the very. Royal Adelaide Show Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> She's the wish Elvira. <laughs> she is like, you know, the horror, you know, the, the ghost train, carnival ride El- uh, Elvira that's yep. standing out the front where you're like, yeah, I can see that they're trying to be a horror lady, but she hasn't really got it. She's, She's not doing it for me. She's no Elvira. But she does hit on poor man's Tom Atkins. Yeah. Um, Starsh man can't. Re- you he's, know, he's, he's feeling a bit funny about it, but you know like, that I, there's some movement down he's, there. But he's always, he's also like, I'm here, I'm, I'm here with my wife. Yeah, I'm married. Yeah. She's like, try the punch. Yeah, punch. Um, and of course, she starts then starts yelling at the doctor about his book. She's like, do not show this book to my brother. Like, your crackpot theories. So he's a crackpot to the people on his colony. Yeah, yeah. And what? he's a crackpot to the people on TV. But he's also a very well-established doctor that everyone It's just like, is hey, there. you're living on my fucking colony for yeah. free. If you don't like it, fuck off. Go away. Yeah, anyhow, um, we're, we're introduced to old guy. Yep. It's just an old geezer there. He's really old and he's like all confused and he's like, I want to fucking end it. I've been doing it for too long. i got to burn myself to death. And the doctor, the psychiatrist, and, you know, he, he causes a scene basically. He does. They're already like, they're already lubing up their dicks and vaginas <laughs> and boobs ready for their, their, orgy. <laughs> their orgy. And then an old man comes and ruins it by trying to burn himself to death. Yeah. Anyhow, they're like, oh, Dr. He's Loomis just, comes you know. in and say, and he just like talks him out of it. Yeah. He's like, go inside. Like, By tomorrow morning, you will feel better that you didn't burn to death. That's right. Don't mind him. He's crazy. It's yeah, fine. I did clearly didn't fix him. 
He is the, uh, uh, you know, the standout failure of this community. His, his colony is just all the people that he Hayden? couldn't fix. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's got to keep it secret from everyone else. Yeah, call him. Take take all my failures and put them in one side. <laughs> anyway, we cut to night time. Yeah. Karen and Moustache Man are in bed asleep. Karen has one of those fucking dreams. Yeah. It involves the, the old guy going, burn to death, burn to death. Bah! So I, straight away, I was like, okay, so they've just... They've been they've been seeding all these ideas. So I was like, okay, so obviously the werewolves can burn to mm-hmm. death. Because this is clearly about werewolves. The fucking movie's called The Howling. <laughs> there is no secret. Although, at the end, half, like three quarters of the way into the film, I was watching this as usual with my mum, because mum's there. Yeah, like, I love help, it. Yep. Looking after my baby while I'm watching the film. And she's just like, are they werewolves? <laughs> and I'm like, it's called The Howling, mum. <laughs> What did you think they were? I just, oh, haven't really been paying attention. <laughs> that just sounds exactly like what my mum would do. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, oh. Anyway, Karen has a bad dream. She wakes up. She hears a wolf howling and freaks out. Oh, my God. Who would have thought there's fucking wolves in the outback? In the forest. The forest. So she wakes up Bill and he's just like, it's just a dog. Go back to sleep. And but, of course, we get this POV shot of something walking up to the bungalow. But then she, like, gets up yeah. and walks outside with a torch. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, why would why you not would just you? get up and walk outside with the torch when you hear a wolf howling? It's just like, hmm, seems like a good idea. Well, the thing is, is, like, she gets up and the window's open. I I think my thing would be uh, maybe I'll just close, close the window. Close the window because it's cold. Anyhow, she hears a wolf and she just runs back inside. End of scene. Or is it we see... <laughs> Fucking creepy young redneck from earlier on. Yeah. The creepy, the, the brother of uh, like of fucking Marsha. half-ass Elvira. Yeah. Um, in, in the bushes watching it all like. <laughs> yeah. And we get looks creepy. And at first I thought, oh, that's the guy, the creep from the start. No. But it's not. No. No, it's not. He's just some other it's messed just, out they've creep just got in an a abundance fluffy of jacket. And yeah, what? And that's the end of that scene. That is. That's so she walks it. outside. We, we we step back and look at it. And walks back inside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after going outside for no reason. Yeah. So the next, it's we cut to the next day, and Karen and another woman, Donna, she's kind of there. Um, they're sort of playing tennis. Donna is on. She's part of the colony. Yeah, she's part of the colony, and Donna has decided that Karen is her new best friend. Yeah, she seems like the kind of woman that I would just not want to be around. She's actually sure. like a woman in my building who thinks that we're best friends, but I don't actually know her name. But it's really annoying. Have you skipped the bit with the TV reporters that go to the morgue? No, not yet. That's oh, okay. coming up. Coming okay. It's coming up. Karen and Lady. They're playing tennis and they meet the local sheriff because he just rocks down to watch women play tennis. Who wouldn't? Why not? And he's just like, oh, yeah, no, it's not It's not wolves. It's like coyotes, some coyotes out there. We're going to investigate. Don't worry. And then, yeah, so then we cut back to the journalists. They hit the morgue. They're trying to find some information the out about journalist. the creep. Um, and they're like, you know, talking, and it's just one of those things. And they're like, "Oh yeah, he's over here. Come check out the body." Yeah, yeah, like no one. Yeah, you know. Do you guys want to see dead body? Yeah, <laughs> pretty Stand much. Stand by me. Anyway, they go. To, they open the morgue. What are drawer. those things called? Corpse drawer. Corpse drawer. You know the things with the drawers that come out. And look, yeah. he's not in there. Ah. And, but the door is completely destroyed from the inside with gigantic claw marks into solid steel. And they're like, "Huh." Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's peculiar. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that is peculiar. Peculiar. And now, then we cut to Lady, uh, Karen. Yep. 
and the colonist lady Donna, they have decided to go out into the woods at night. Yes. For no reason. Well, they hear to cows. investigate what? So they initially hear cows in the distance and then go, and then the cow sort of like the cow sounds turn into something not so cow But what are they even doing out there? I don't know. They were just maybe just sitting out there having a smoke. I don't know. There's okay. no re- no ne- reason for them to be out there. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Something and, was missing. Yeah, Karen and Donna go down. They find a dead cow. It's dead. Batteries it, die. Shit. It, yeah, shit. This cow's dead. But it's all right because the sheriff is just lurking about in the forest, and yeah, he's like, "Oh, we're looking for cow rustlers." It's like this ain't no coyote. <laughs> they basically establish that this poor dead cow has not been killed by some coyotes. Something bigger and more violent must be in these woods. Cut scene. Next, we go to Moustache Man. Next day, he's gone on a hunt with a bunch of the rednecks. Yep. It's menfolk hunting. And even though he's a vegetarian, yep. he, he decides he is going to try and make mates with them. And uh, creepy redneck goes with them as well, the guy that we saw wanking in the bushes earlier. Yep. And he uh, he, he exhibits very animal-like hunting yeah, abilities. he's like and, the bloodhounds. Yeah. He's, and they're he's like, sniffing something out. Which is weird. Anyhow. Um, so while this is happening as well, like we cut between them and Karen in um, a therapy session. So she's trying to remember the attack, what's happened. The, everyone else in this group therapy session are trying to like, what did you see? What did you see? And she just can't remember. So she starts freaking out and getting upset. Why yeah. wouldn't you? And that's it. And we all, it, it nothing happens. No. As in, like, we still have not established that she is any closer to the enemy. Anyhow, no. cut to some nuns. Yep. There are some nuns in the city. Yeah. They're walking along and they go into a bookshop run by Mr. Futterman from Gremlins. Dick Miller. Dick yeah. Miller. As they say, if you don't know who Dick Miller is, he is Mr. Futterman. You know, the guy that gets killed by the snowplow but then doesn't get killed? Yeah, because he's in the second one. He's in the second one. He comes to New York and kills the gremlin with. The, the bat gremlin with uh, cement yep, it's turns great. him into a gargoyle. <laughs> the most likeliness of scenarios. Yep. Uh, uh, so Dick Miller, we, we soon discover, he is a harbing, harbinger. He, he's the expert. He's the expert. He, he runs an old bookshop of oddities and he has every book known to man about everything. And they're yeah. just like, so do you have a book on this? Yeah, here it is. Yeah, he's like, oh, you warlocks, werewolves, demons. He's like, we've got this, we've got that, we've got dog embryos, uh, we've got this. You want it? We've got it. And then he lays down. So this this is to the two, oh, the two, the young reporters, yeah, the couple. That's, that's why they're, they're there. They're there, like, because they've obviously used their, their skills of looking at pictures of werewolves and decided to follow that lead. Mr. Futterman then lays down the werewolf rules in this world. He's just like... They can transform, number one, rule. They can transform whenever they want. No, yep. They don't need a full moon. And number two, silver bullets can kill them. Yep. Luckily, and then he mentions and foreshadows, look at this box of silver bullets here that had uh, the guy had me specially make. Went, How the fuck did your bookstore owner make yep. silver bullets? Anyhow, there was a box of probably about 100 silver bullets. Yeah, they're just there. On the it's, counter. It's whatnot. Yeah. That's it. Um, so, so but, but then and then they borrow some books and they go and do some research. They yep. read out some stuff which makes them the young reporters think, hmm, maybe there is Ooh. a werewolf. They're starting to believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We cut back to uh, Bill. He's bagged himself a bunny because mm. he's a big man shooting bunnies and in rabbits, the woods. The, the most fearsome of all the uh, nature's enemy creatures. Exactly. You do know that. And uh, he's basically like, oh, well, what are we going to do? 
do with it? And he's like, well, you got to eat it. It's a sin not to eat what you kill. Like, if you're otherwise, you know. So they basically say, look. And he's just like, go take my sister's house. Take it to Marsha. Marsha. She'll prepare it and cook it up for you. Half-ass hippie witch Elvira. She'll fucking get your rabbit up up to date. Oh, up yeah. to date, not up the date. He'll get, well, no, she'll put you around. And uh, we go there, she's getting, she's getting it ready. She just walks out to him, starts kissing the starch man. He pushes it away. I'm a married man. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's whatever. He just kind of, he's like, uh, no means he's like, no. No! And he runs out into the forest at night time. Well, and yeah, then all now, this- it's now, t- now it's night time. <laughs> now it's night time. Um, and he gets bitten by a werewolf in the night. Yes. Okay, but a werewolf comes out. We, it's all very shadowed at this point. We, there hasn't really been a reveal of it, but it's clearly a werewolf. You can see it. Yeah. Um, he gets beaten. He fights it off. I'm like, no, I don't understand why. He just didn't kill him. No, I don't know at this point. Um, so we cut to the doc. He's giving him a shot. Karen, the next morning, he's, 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 yeah. he's, he's in bed. He's, giving him a bit of a rabies shot or something. Yeah. Karen, she wants to leave, but Doc has started to advise against it. It's like, hey. you're not going to want to leave now. He's been bitten by something. Yeah, not with a wound like that. You can't <laughs> leave. Like, yes, you can. <laughs> can, wa- can you he, walk? He, you run, can he runs around for the rest of the movie. He could have just left. <laughs> okay, but the doctor says, no. You can't go. We cut back to the two journalists in bed. They're watching Wolfman because, of course, you would be watching Wolfman while investigating werewolves. And they get a call from Karen. Um, she's explaining that uh, Bill's been bitten by a werewolf. Oh, by, sorry, by a wolf, not a werewolf. I, I think they would have said an animal. Yeah. And then so. I don't she- want to allude to wolves too mm. much. Or maybe they did say wolf here. Doesn't matter. Maybe. And the female journalist decides that she is going to head up and meet Karen. Yeah. Well, while young male, he goes, I'll stay here and keep researching. You go and see Karen. Because they're best mates. We yeah. didn't know that until this point. They're all best mates. We get a shot of like Karen and Donna and Mustache Man hanging out. And he's chowing down into some into the rabbit that he ate. Yeah. He's he, chowing down on something. They're like, and- we thought you were Veggio. And he goes, well, this is really good. When there's nothing else to eat and he's just like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, oh, my God, he's changing. He's changing. He's eating meat now. That, to me, indicates that there is something animalistic inside him. So we cut to, that's it, next, that night, <laughs> like, Karen has another fucking dream sequence and she wakes up to an empty bed. Oh, no. Where is Moustache Man? Where he's, could he be? He's taking a walk in the woods. He's in a trance. He's he in is. a... He's in a moustache man trance. That He's, moustache trance, I tell you the what. The moustache has taken over like Ron's moustache yep. <laughs> in, in um, Dungeons and Daddies. Yeah. Yep. And he meets up with Marsha. In the There wood. is a fire roaring and they meet up and they she, start to. She, she disrobes. She gets her hands out and her juju. She does. We and get a lot like, of everything. And I was like, oh, I, I know this is probably bad of me to think, but I'm like, did they just hire a porn star? Because she was very. It's like that's yeah. all she was there for. Oh yeah, she was there for just titties, like, like get your get your gear off. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, that's why she's in it. Yeah, and she had that vibe of like a seventies porn star. She did. Um, and you know, they do they have they do the, the the doggy style. Yeah, they start sort of making out, and then they start sort of transforming. There's yeah. some teeth. There's some eyes. There's some fur. There's Back scratching and yeah, howling. Karen wakes up again in her bed alone, and she can hear some. She, little does she know, she can hear their love making, uh, but they're wolves. Like, 
Yeah, and it's animated as well. You get that one little little snippet of this animated of two wolves fucking. Yeah, yeah, but but then we get cuts back to them uh, banging, and they've turned into full werewolf people. Yeah. Marsha, whatever the name, what's her name? Her name's Marsha. Marsha, like, you know, hippie chick, Elvira lady, she's turned into work and they're banging away and that's it. Yep. The female journalist, she's also woken up by the house, um, but she grabs her tape recorder and starts recording it. Yeah, this is all. Yeah. None of the shit, like, mattered. No. Like she record, so she record, like records the wolfy sounds. Well, it makes sense to her because the next day, while she's sitting on the shoreline making notes, playing back the recording, she looks looks around and then she starts hiking her way back up the hill. And like and obviously, you're like dun, 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 that she is in the same place that her original ocean vista drawing was. Ah, it's crazy. And then then she also. At that point, goes wow, that's weird. Then she comes across a cabin straight away. Yeah, she literally goes, just a random cabin in the woods. I don't think I don't know if it belonged to Marsha because it didn't look like her cabin. No, no, this wasn't Marsha. This, this is was, like a different cabin. So she goes into this cabin and there is a room and it's full of all the same drawing styles mm-hmm. as the first. So it's obviously the cabin of the original creep. <gasps> so he no. was there. He was at the colony. Yeah, um, it's weird. We get this like. So as she's finding this, like this weird fog is just randomly rolling in as well, and we see day fog. This is daytime, this by is the way. Day fog. Day yeah. fog. There's nothing more dangerous than bunnies and day fog. True. Um, but we also get this sort of very 1950s esque moment where we know something's following her because we get this wolf hand just sort of go on screen and just sort of like, then, like push aside the wolf a branch. Appears. So she's in a she's in like a, a a small room, which could honestly be like. Uh, it could be like a developer room, you know, a photography developer room. It's very small. Yeah. Like, it's not that, but like, it's a dead end room. And then all of a sudden out of that room comes the werewolf is in that room and yeah. she locks him in that room. Like, how did he get in there? Yeah. There were no doors or anything into it. And it just yeah. showed him outside the house. Was she looking at the photos and he just like sided in, slided in behind <laughs> her, like it uh, came in the one door, went uh, to the behind her and then hid in a, a shadowed corner? Yeah, I'm sure if we play it back in like slow motion, you'll just see him like against the wall, just like sliding across, like, yeah, yeah. you can't Ooh, see. Don't touch her. Don't, don't breathe. Don't <laughs> breathe in. Be thinner. Be thinner. Yeah, yeah. And anyhow, she, he jumps out. She, she fucking jumps out the window. Yeah. She, she grabs an axe. A small axe. And she just decides rather than running full pelt back into the forest, she's going to hide under the house where his arm... Oh, no, she hides into the it's like the wood sh- the wood nook of the house. It's a bit where you put the wood under it so it doesn't yeah. get wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're chopping wood. Yeah. and Which is why the axe... Anyway, the werewolf for some reason comes from the other side of the open-ended room. <laughs> Didn't it come through the floor? But there's an open-ended I room. I don't know. There's you know, there's a, it's an open... It's just a little thing that they've built. He could have come in there. He didn't. No. He came from a different direction and, like, she chops his arm off with the axe. Yep. Which is great. This is a good one. It was on-screen dismemberment. Mm-hmm. We saw mm-hmm. the arm. We see the axe hitting the arm. It's pulling away. We see the... Ch- Chunky arm on the ground, which is very a la Evil Dead, like that kind of vibe I got out of it. Like yep. that. And I was like, oh, sick, this is great. You know, this is like fucking an hour into the film now, mm-hmm. and this is the first kind of real horrorness, like, yeah. you know, that uh, prosthetic horror that we've got. Yep. Um, so the, the wolf sort of runs off into the, the wilderness, and we are left to see uh, the female journalist watching this arm 
twitch around, which is good because it's like clearly a, a real hand under the ground. Yeah. They've got like the stump, a fake stump, and it's like yeah. a wolf hand, and then it bubbles up. And so this bubbling thing, uh, uh, so it's, you know, they're pushing air into latex and bubbling it up kind of thing. The effects guy on this, I got told this uh, earlier on in the week by a listener of the show, Jason uh, Adam Gillespie. Yep. Um, that this is the so this is done a lot in this film, and this is also a very textbook uh, thing uh, effect technique used by the guy that did uh, American Wealth in London. Yep. And what I found out is apparently the American Wealth in London effects guy, Rick Baker. Rick, Rick Baker. He was on this film. And, um, you know, he was working on it and it was just about to start. And then suddenly American Wealth from London came up with the job and he's like, I'm just going to go over there and do this job. And he left his assistant yeah. to do all the effects in here. And you can really, really tell that the assistant had been taught how to do a couple of these effects, yeah. which Rick Baker used a little bit of in American Wealth from London. And then, but this guy just went ham on this one effect. So every effect in this film involves the bubbling. Yeah. Thing. So we can see this whole arm bubbling and then it turns back into a human arm, which I thought was a pretty cool yeah, idea. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. To show this reporter that, hmm, but she's still not convinced at this point. No. She's been attacked by a werewolf in broad daylight. Yep. She's, she's she chopped it chopped off. She's seen the transformation off. go backwards. Hmm. You think it's a werewolf? Don't know. Don't I'm, still, know. I'm still not convinced. Yeah, anyway, that was kind of cool. That's probably the coolest bit in the film, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Can't yep. think of anything better. Mm. But that, it's so funny that that guy went on to do American Wealth in London and get, like, all the effects awards and everyone remembers that film and it's just like, so this is, and then he bailed on them. So they just would have been like, motherfucker, <laughs> we could have had that. Well, I mean, this film was also very highly praised for its special effects of its time. So, yeah, fair know, enough. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like that episode of The Simpsons where he's like, ah, oh, look at this grill. Why doesn't mine look like that? This is exactly the same kind of deal. So but the, look, you So know. the young journalist lady, she gets up and runs in. Uh, seemingly she runs out of shot. Next shot she's in the doctor's office. Why didn't she just fucking run there in the first place instead of stopping? Um, she is in the, in the doctor's office. She gets on the phone and she calls her co-worker, young journalist man, and, and lays down the story to him. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? It's all true. It's all true. There's werewolves, etc., etc., etc. Anyhow, whilst this, we cut to Moustache Man um, gets busted by Karen for cheating on her. Yeah, because he walks in with a shirt off. She's like, oh, where did you get those scratches? And he starts gaslighting her, like, out of it, rather than being like, I'm yeah. Gaslighting, he fucking hits her. He does. He fucking smacks her. And I'm he like, smacks you her. fucking. Tom Atkins would never do that. Yeah, Tom Atkins never. would never bash a lady. No. So he bashes her for busting him for cheating on her. Yeah. What a fuckhole. Yeah, I know. Well, he, he deserves is. the worst death. Um, <laughs> and, but then we cut back to the young lady reporter still in the room. She finds some files, which we can only assume is the evidence we need to bust this fucking werewolf crime ring open. I know, but what I love about this so much is because she's on the phone to him and she's like, I think the doc's in on it as well. And he's just like, is there a filing cabinet there? Look in the filing cabinet. Is there cabinet. a filing cabinet? Like, yeah. Of course there's a fucking and filing no, she cabinet. Finds, she finds the proof. It's yeah. the MacGuffin or whatever. Um. Uh, unfortunately, when she's finding the proof, a werewolf just rocks up behind her. This is my favourite bit as well, though, because, like, she's just going through this filing cabinet and she does not notice this giant, like, what, seven-foot werewolf... Lumbering mass of... Walking to... <laughs> 
it would smell real bad as well. Just walk over to her and reach over and pick up the file that she's looking at. And she's just like, oh, hello. <laughs> Fucking what? I exactly. love it. Um, anyway, she turns around. Oh, fuck. <laughs> There's a werewolf in here. And it basically, they have a they they wrestle for a while. Yeah, and it's like it's happening over the phone as well, so he can hear this whole thing happening. And there's like growls and her screaming, and he's like, "Are you okay? What's happening?" Sounds like there's a gigantic werewolf attacking you. And yeah, he, <laughs> can uh, you the werewolf does it strangle her. Um, so she it just kills her. It kills her off. It's not. It's not satisfying. It's just kind yeah, of like a. It's. It's basically got her by the neck. But it doesn't really show. You. No, like this is a perfect opportunity to see either like, like a, a neck a, rip, a, back. a neck rip, or a neck bite, or a, or a, a face a bite, gouge. something. But Anything. basically, You're just, just showing a dismemberment. Lifts her up, and then she's just like, oh, she's dead." Yeah, she did. Anyhow, the she camera did. pans over Doc's files, and we see that he's been studying the transformation of man to beast. Oh, is um, that what we, I didn't say that? You didn't even see that? So I assumed that that werewolf was the doctor. Okay. That's what I assumed when I was watching this bit. And I cut back to report a young boy. He has gone to Mr. Futterman's shop and he has bought the silver bullets. Oh, he didn't even buy them. He just grabbed them. Oh, did he? He just grabbed them and ran. He's like, wait. He's like, bill me. Bill me. Yeah. Because like, bill me? What does that mean? Like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> Anyhow, Karen, um, she rocks up. Into the doctor's office. She's like, oh, I've got to go talk to the doctor that my husband is, is cheating on me. She's gone to use the phone because there's the only one phone in this whole fucking colony and it's in the doctor's office. Yeah, and she finds dead lady journalist. Yeah. She's like, fuck, that was my friend, wasn't she, it? She finds her friend with her throat ripped out. So we we see that we have this split second of gore moment where we see the throat kind of seemingly I ripped out. it was out. bleeding a bit out of it yeah, as well. Yeah, it was probably kind of good. I like that effect. It was nice. She still could have walked out. It would have been fine. Golf clap. Golf yeah. clap to Yeah, golf guys. clap. Yep, yep. Um... And then out of the blue comes the creep. He's just there. Yeah, he's like lying on a table all of a sudden. Yeah, he, he so was I'm like thinking... making out he was a cadaver. I'm like, why would a psychiatrist have a cadaver in his office? But I'm kind of under the impression, and correct me if I'm wrong, so she walks over seeing her friend on the table. Yeah, and then he turns into her. So he's like, he was shape-shifting as her because when... Oh. Karen turns around and looks at him standing there. Her friend is like against the desk on the floor. I thought what I thought happened is that Karen went to look at some to look at something else. Mm. He got the body, put it on the ground, <laughs> got on the bed, yeah. hidden it, and then even though she wasn't looking, he sat up <laughs> for his own amusement. <laughs> that like to say, oh, this would have been a sick movie part. <laughs> That's what it looked like. I really want to see a movie where the killer, it's like that like video that you see of like how Michael gets everywhere and it's just like off screen and he just starts like running everywhere. I really want to see all this. And uh, like, so it calms down. Like in between. Like, okay, go. I want to see all this set up. Like, but that's what it looked like. Yeah, anyhow, yeah okay. <laughs> it's the creep. He come and then he's like, hello, Karen from behind. And she turns around. She saw none of that. No, she was <laughs> completely unaware. Takes her by surprise. And then we get, without a doubt... He got you know talks it up a bit. He get he we get the longest werewolf transformation scene in the history of films, which is probably why they and like it goes through. So he starts to transform. We get the bubbling of his skin. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Like you know, at any time she could just run out. Yeah, 
This no. is like a five minute transformation. This, this goes on. Like this really And every goes bit on. we see like little bits, like hands slowly getting like longer. We see we see like uh, just like every time it cuts to her shocked face and back to him. We've gone, it's progressed a lot. So you don't actually see the progression that much. You just see cuts between the transactional bits. Yeah. We see a little bit of like elongating of the nose into a snout, but nothing rad like Werewolf in London where it's like, No, coming out, and the in Wealth in London, the the stretching of the hands and yeah. all shit like we that. We don't see any of we, a lot of but it. But like, there is a lot of it. Yeah, there's, and there's so a lot much of changing of it. and a lot of stuff. But you just don't. It's like this yeah, is, I get it, and it looks like he did transform, but it's, there's nothing satisfying about it. No, it 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 has a very and I mean in saying that the Wolfman transformation for like the original Universal Monsters Wolfman film is better than this. Um, oh. I'm look. I apologize. I'm calling it, but I mean, this is still like this is clearly this guy's like kind of first real film working on effects, and he really wanted to go for it. And like, I couldn't do it. Good for him. Yeah, it was good, but he did go overboard with the 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 bubbles, the bubble effect under the skin. Far too long. It went for fucking ages. It went for so long. It went for so long, and then Karen just seemingly throws like a jar of urine. Karen like backs away and like you know hits a desk. Her hand touches something. She looks down. Oh, it's a. It's a vial of hydrochloric acid in a psychiatrist's shop, in a, an office, because you need that. Yep. Because you know, like when well, you're every so- doctor's office needs that. Needs, uh, so she fucking zoinks this, like you know, yeets this hydrochloric acid into this wolf's face, and he's like, "Fuck!" And he's like, "Oh, that real hurt." And then she just runs out, and I'm like, "Fair enough." So she runs away. She tries to get in a car, but is apprehended by. Is it the sheriff or just another, like, I think it's a rancher. He's, like, some guy that's also on the colony and he kind of, like, tends to the cows or something. Yeah, he was in the cow scene earlier. He's just another guy. No. He's just another guy on the colony. Some guy, and he and a couple of other people lead her to a barn that is full of bones. Yeah, I've been decked out in horror stuff. Yeah, it basically looked like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre holiday house. Yeah, it's like like the, you know, when they want to get away. When they're like, you know what, it's hot where we are. Let's get back. Let's get to the forest, cool down a bit. Let's get back to nature. Let's decorate this barn up. Yeah. Get get fucking Leatherface in here. Get him to, you know. Juice it. Yeah, we don't like. He's been working with chicken bones. Let's give him some like cow Let's get him bones. Get to queer eye this place. Yeah. <laughs> like, make sure he's like I'm sure got he's his got mother's a... skin on though. Well, I'm sure he's got a queer eye face somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, like, fine. No, he's, it's when he's in Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. He has yeah. to wear the sexy lady so he can juice the place yeah. up. That's what he does when he hangs some chicken bones. Yeah. Hangs some. Anyway, he's, they're in the juiced up barn. Mm-hmm. Oh, the colony is there. Karen's Everybody like, what is the there. fuck, motherfuckers? What am I? I'm in a barn. You're Including all you guys. the doctor. There's red light. There's mm-hmm. red lighting. I don't quite sure, quite sure how they did that, but sure. Yeah. And she's, she kind of approaches the doctor. And she's, she's like, like she help thinks, me, help yeah, me. Yeah, salvation, like, salvation. No. No, he's like. He's just straight up no. But then they all sort of start bickering amongst themselves, like about what they're going to be doing. Yeah, with and her. then uh, sexy Elvira comes out and she's like, "Your time is over, fucking doctor." Is that yeah. now? Or is that later? Oh, uh, it's, it's kind of now. Like they just all start arguing. Yeah, they're like, just they're not a on. very well maintained bunch. They and she's no. going on about like you said we could you know assimilate into society. We can't. Yeah, like it's even it's though clearly... she kind of does at the end. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, doesn't matter. Basically, we're, we're, we're ramping up to, you know, the climax. They've got Karen in the barn. We see fucking Moustache Man there. He's a, And this is the end of Moustache Man's story. Yeah. This is like, his character had so much screen time 
he just becomes one of the werewolves. Pretty and much. Like, and and they, it's not about like, you know, like, we've got to get... I, I would have... Like, it should have been like, you know, now we have to fuck you. <laughs> and it would have been symbolic if her husband had to fuck her or some yeah. shit like that, some weird shit. Because they've already, they've, they've already established there's a lot of rooting happening yes. in this thing. Well, that's the thing. Like, you, you'd imagine that it would be him and it would be like that whole sort of Lost Boys vampire-esque thing where they're like, just come join us. Like, this is great. Like, we're... Yeah, why don't they just bite her and she'll be a werewolf? Yeah. Like they did her husband. Off. Oh, sh- Anyhow, doesn't matter. Anyway, we cut to um, Boy Reporter. We see him speeding to the scene in his little car around the, you know, the, the sweeping hills. Of- yeah. This is like a UK film. He's on his way. It, it, yeah, it kind of is. This is like... An American wealth in London. They <laughs> so they're are. just filming it on the same set. No, as in, like, they're Americans in London. Yeah. Anyhow. So he, he rocks up and he enters the doctor's office. Um, and for some reason, there is now a tape recorder playing. And it's, I think it's like some kind of conversation. <laughs> the tape but recorder playing? Eddie breaks in. So the creep Eddie rocks the creep. in. He's, he's, he's there. And he grabs the gun from him. And then, but he is also, his face is like kind of half burned off and like sculled out because he's been hit with hydrochloric acid. Yeah, he's all like... And he's like decomposing on the spot. And and, and yeah, the creep Eddie, he sees boy reporter with a gun. He's like, he's he's all like fucking, you can't hurt me. He literally just grabs it and then hands it back to him. Because he goes like, go on, shoot me. You can't hurt me. Yeah. And then so boy reporter shoots him and he dies. Yeah, because it's the silver bullets. (laughs) Yeah, but like... He should have said a line. He should have said something like, try these silver bullets on a size motherfucker. Yeah, and Eddie could have gone, like uh-oh, and then shot him <laughs> or something cool like that. But no, he just goes, ow. But not just that. like He does cause... a Buffy the Vampire slide, you know, <laughs> ow, uh, out, and out of shot. Uh, yeah, basically, that was it. I'm like, that's it? Yeah. He should have shot him in the head and his head exploded. Well, it was such an opportunity because at that point, like, he was starting to transform. He was bubbling. He had that, like, big bubble in his neck. He had a goiter. He like had the one a goiter, in... like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, I was going to say in, in um, uh, Seinfeld, the goiter. Oh, the goiter, yes. Yeah. And so that, because he... There's no reason for him to have that. He shot him there and he just kind of put his hand over it and it's just, like, blood coming out. Like, no, you would explode that shit. You'd want pus. You'd want this. You'd want got... slime everywhere. No. Yeah, there was no reason for this big goiter either. I'm like, what's going on? Why does he have that? <laughs> Why's he got a goiter? Like, stop it. Um, so they cut back to Karen. The group, they're planning to kill her, but... They've all transformed as yeah. well. But like, because she's They're always kind of just in the background dancing as well. Like, <laughs> like, why are they just bite her? Oh, if you're gonna kill her, kill her! Like, I, I don't know. understand their plan. Well, they don't want to kill her. They cu- they've got to make they it say look she's like too an high accident. a profile. That's right. She's got a high profile. They got to make it look like an accident. And I'm like, no, just change her. It just, yep. So the journalist rocks up, and then he basically just grabs her. Yeah. Pulls her out of the barn. And, and then they're all there standing there, and he like shoots the meth-looking dude. He dies, and the guy's like. No, it's fine. He'll get up in a second. I don't believe in your bullets. And the guy's like, okay, and shoots him and he dies. Yeah, he's just kind of shooting. He's just holding his gun. He's like, bang, you're dead. Like the bang. D- They're all standing in a line out yeah. the front of their barn. He shoots the but duck as well. The duck's dead. So, yeah. I, like, I, miss, I miss that whole bit out. In my it's fine. But like, They're all kind of, and he goes, try silver bullets. Yeah. Like he, he mentions that they've got silver bullets and he's like, bullshit. Yeah. And then he shoots another and he one shoots and then he the dies. Guy. 
And but like, somehow he manages to push them back into the barn. He kind of, uh, yeah, get in the barn. Barricades them in. Then he starts pouring gas and he lights that motherfucker up. Yeah, he douses it in petrol and he lights up the barn. Which we're supposed to assume kills them because earlier on they yes. assumed that he was going to commit suicide. But they don't. It just shows it's like that filming. It's like in Gremlins, you know, when they set fire to the picture theatre. Yeah. And it just cuts inside with all the Gremlins going, Aah! running around with fire effects in front of them. Yeah. It's basically that there. We see the... So I'm like, okay, was... Okay, so he did it. Yeah. Like, he, he locked all the wheels in the barn. He set it on fire. That obviously kills them all, right? No. And then, like, so they jump... Karen and him run and they jump into his Mazda RX-7. <laughs> which Because I was like, hey, that's a Mazda RX-7. Nice. For fans of old cars, you'll know a Mazda RX-7. So in in the in this this would have been a sick car. Yeah. In like the eighty one. That would have been yeah. like fuck yeah, I'm on a reporter's wage. He's got journalist money. But then all of a sudden there's werewolves. Yeah. Jumping on well, the car. Because the and sheriff's shit. on the side of the road. He starts no, shooting. No, no, before that. Like they get in the car and instantly there's a werewolf on the roof. Yeah, that's right. And Karen just shoots or someone shoots the werewolf off the roof and that might Okay, so they just got out the barn. Yeah. So that was useless. Yeah. They no one's it didn't help. No. And he spent Clearly. all that time, tr- trouble finding petrol. Yeah. And yeah. Well, yeah, because he siphoned it from his car because as they're driving down the road, the sheriff's there, start shooting at them. They pull over and then they he they get out of the car and he starts shooting the sheriff. He shoots the sheriff. Yeah, so, so the sheriff then is a werewolf. their car blows up. Yeah, yeah. He shoots the sheriff, which is also a werewolf. And then, because the sheriff, no, no, none of these guys get out of the way of bullets. He just poof, shoots yeah. him. Well, sheriff just goes poof, down, yeah. dead. And then, yeah, and then the reporter's car blows up. Yeah. Because, you know. I thought he siphoned the gas out of his own car and they run out of gas. Well, the the sheriff shot their front headlight out and we all know American car, the ticking time bombs. (laughs) So the car just blows up. So they just get straight into the cop car, which I'm like, why does he even need that bit? Yeah, but then the cop car doesn't start. So then all of these werewolves start descending on the car and start destroying it like they're the alligator in fucking alligator. Yeah, and uh, they just don't open it. No, no. They've got opposable thumbs. They well, could be also opening they're doors. fucking huge and tough. They can't break a car window. Yeah, like, humans can do that. Anyhow, it's true. Um, they're just at, they're just at the outside of the car going, we can't. Uh, <laughs> we great. can't get in. The car's made of silver. <laughs> we can't get in. Anyhow, the car they, starts. They get away. But of course, one of them has like gotten. Th- one of them worked out that you can just open a car door. Yeah. One of them's in the back seat. And bites Karen. On the shoulder. Oh, no. She just turns around and shoots it. Yeah. With a gun. And um, and they drive off. Except we learned that it was Bill that bit her. Yeah, I didn't get that. It showed a tattoo that like they must have referenced earlier they in the film. They did reference, yeah, it was Bill. So they've got dead Bill in the back. Oh, now. Bill. Now, because you turn back into a human. So they've just got the corpse, the, the cadaver of her, of a her guy. boyfriend. Yeah. Of her boyfriend in the back. It's a little strange, yeah. Anyhow, we, as they're driving off, we get a voiceover. We have to warn people. We have to make them believe. <laughs> that hard cut to Karen. She's yep. back. She's back on the job. She's, she's back sitting on in the, the new. makeup chair. She's getting all zhuzhed up. She's ready to go on TV. She's ready to start. And then, so we see young reporter boy there. He knows. like So So it's obvious. So she's going to turn into a werewolf on TV and everyone's going to go, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, she gets up there. She starts. She, gets, she has a monologue. Yeah, she starts reading in an editorial. There's a secret society and wolves and blah. And now she starts turning into a werewolf. She turns into a werewolf. She turns into a were-pickanese. 
Like it's not. She turns into it, like. It looked like something from. It's like, like what would a female werewolf look like? It would look like a little dog. It, it looked like like Fizzgig from the fucking labyrinth yeah, or something. It did. Like, like, yeah. like a, or a lady version of the werewolf from Teen Wolf. <laughs> like it was like it had like, like no snout, so it was like and a tiny little nose and mouth. It's like. <laughs> it's just a very dainty little wolf, but also like fucking Marsha when she was a wolf. She was, she just, was like uh, this big beastly. She just beastly looked like all the rest, but she's a. Who the fuck knows? Anyhow, yeah. reporter boy just comes in and shoots her on camera with, yeah, with a silver bullet and executes her. Done. Uh, but then, then it cuts to society, and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, that's a great effect." Like, yeah, no- it's like they they cut to a bar, and there's like, "Oh, that uh, goes to show you what special effects are capable of." And the guy's like, "Nah, I reckon that she's was real." A fucking wolf turned into a werewolf. They killed her. Anyway, we cut to the end of the bar and we see a, a, a man buying a lady a drink and it happens to be Sexy Hippie Witch. And I'm like, as in like out in society now, not in the colony. End. Done. That's the end. And I was like, what the fucking point of the whole film was there? All the characters died. Yeah. All the werewolves got away and no one believed they were real. So the point of the film was... Yep. Your silence says is my answer. Like <laughs> there was no point to any of it. Uh, like no. I mean the the only other character to survive was young reporter boy who executed a person on television. Yeah. So I mean his career's over. What happened to you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And well, at no point did they like ask where her husband was. <laughs> No, you'd think that there'd be like cops over everywhere and all this stuff, like because they were literally reporting on a fire, an out of control fire at the at colony. That the, the, she the was thing. at, and it's just like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. You had some, I probably was great on paper, but it wasn't. I, it, I, and like you said, this movie was a success. Same year as American Werewolf from London came out. I'm like that film, fucking is American Werewolf. Like when you put these two next to each other, yeah, it's it's so much better. Like oh yeah, like American Wealth is de- obviously definitely the superior film. Um, I mean, like this one holds its its place. It's it's clearly got a cult following over the years, and that's, like, that's it. Only fine. had one good gore scene in my opinion. That was the arm chop off. That was like traditional like gore uh-huh. horror, and then it kind of had that transformation scene, which went for forty minutes. I mean, even when they threw like, I, and then like when they're killing the whales at the end, they're just like. They never killed a werewolf. The only werewolf they killed in werewolf mode was yep. the husband at the end that you couldn't see what was happening. And you didn't All even the rest see were it. people that weren't transformed yet that they were like... They just had teeth. Oh, they had some teeth, yeah. They had I don't like... know. Like, I feel that, you know, obviously this guy, it was like the special effects guy, it was his time to shine. And he was really going to, like, use this film to prove himself. And I get that and I respect that. Like, it's not... It doesn't look... It... Has not held up. I mean, it's structurally a good film. Oh, like, yeah. It, it, makes, it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, there's just so much, like, you know, like half the film was just chasing a serial killer uh, and before they even got to the colony, it was just like, okay. There could have been so much more investigating in the colony as well. And I think, well, because this film, this is based, like, The Howling is actually a novel. Um, it probably worked out really well in a novel. like the, yeah. yeah. So I think there was probably a lot more. And apparently they were saying, I think, that The Howling, because there's so there's like six more movies. There's six movies in The Howling franchise. I think like the fourth one they were saying is basically just a redoing of the book and it just stays very close to the book. 
but I don't know. I haven't read. I'm the not going to watch it. I'm no, no, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, I'm going to keep living my keep living my life. Um, what did you? Yeah, what else? What else do you think? Yeah, like I, I don't know. Like for me, it was just like a normal sort of that was lacking in horror, but also we're still in that period of time where we haven't quite delved into being able to show as much gore and blood and this and that. Like this is the time where it's really sort of kicking off and starting because like everything else, like uh, the late 70s, you've got the exploitation films, which aren't heavily into gore, but they've got a lot of like would have been shocking, stuff. The dismemberment scene. Yes, for a lot this of is for its so for its time. This is definitely like obviously held up as one of those terrifying kind but of films. But think about American Werewolf. The same year. There's yeah. heaps of gore in that. Oh, there's like, so much gore in the, that. The, even like the dude is following him. Like, he just keeps his rotting mate and shit. Like, yeah, like, crazy. And like you, you look at American Were- uh, Werewolf, and it, they don't seem. The guys in it, it, they don't seem like nineteen seventies dudes. It, it, yeah, they look, they look, they dress kind of normal. It doesn't feel like it's a an early, like a late seventies film, which was, yeah. which where, where this one feels like a mid seventies film. Like all these people yeah, look really real does. old, and there's turtlenecks and like <laughs> like fucking. There's a lot of beige, yeah, beige suits and shit like that, and or like fucking sweaters. Like, uh, what are they, what? sleeveless sweaters. Yeah, the puffy jackets. Yeah, and shit like that. It looks real dated. Mm. Uh, where American Werewolf, which, I mean, I keep bringing it back to that. But, but that's I mean, the standard a, of comparison for any werewolf film. But like it, you, was, it you, made 17 times what it cost or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, So it's a massive success. Yeah, so Maybe the, I'm being too hard on so it. So the howling is Maybe basically the curse of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I Buddy. mean, look, I enjoyed it. So, I, I mean, I gave this a fu- F. It's it's fun and dumb. Well, they made six of these. They did. They only made two werewolves That's in London. True. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, well, I don't know what the statistics for were- American Werewolf in London were. were. Like, I think I it's remember. a lot higher. It is? Oh, definitely. Good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. What did what you did give you, it? What did I give it? I gave it a whatever, a W. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like. Okay. Would you think that you'll find yourself watching this again in the future? No. Will you revisit never. it? I'll never go back to this film ever again. Okay. Not because I hated it. I no. just... You've seen I, it. It just didn't, you know, it didn't it, I, it didn't move any blood into my groin whatsoever that's... at any point in watching it. Yeah, that's cool. And I need a lot of blood moved around for me to rewatch something. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. Like I say, I gave it an F. It was fun and dumb. I'd probably rewatch it again, but not... It wouldn't end up in a heavy rotation of something I'd just watch. Fair enough. Kind of deal. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, um, I... next week. Fuck, it's me. I've got to choose something, and I have not even considered. Choose one of my films. All right. <laughs> now you got heaps of films. I do have heaps of films, but fuck it. Let's watch Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. Good one. Yeah. So next week we uh well next spoiler spoiler cast we will be watching Army of Darkness. This is gonna be an easy one for me. I could basically do my notes without watching it. <laughs> well, that's all right. You will be fine. Excellent. Yes. So. Uh, but before we sign off, we'd just like to take a moment to thank the listeners who have interacted with us over the past fortnight in uh, one way or another. People like Adam Kister, Patrick Roberts, Adam Gillespie and Andrew Hector. And I had a live Adam Gillespie chat and came into my shop Did and that's, we had a chat about this. So he had the podcast before the podcast. Oh. And I said, you know, you're just going to have to listen to all of this shit, my opinions again on the podcast. So basically he should be paying you because that was like a Patreon episode. Oh, he shit. He got a live Patreon episode. 
But anyway, you have been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTubes. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or review, and make sure you share it with all your friends. You can interact with us on both Facebook and Instagram at Terrorvision Pod. It'll keep you up to date with upcoming episodes, trivia, and memes that are 100% three years old by now. We also have a website. I am getting back into doing some writing, so it's not great. But, you know, every so often I'll post something, go read it, learn something, or don't. I don't care. And until next time, may all your dreams be nightmares. Awoo!